Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Eric Huberman of Hawk Media. Thank you for being on our show. And could you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Founder and CEO of a company called Hawk Media. We're basically an outsourced CMO and marketing team to companies. So going to different brands, identify holes in their marketing strategy or org, and then can spin up different experts all a la carte month to month. So a Facebook marketer, an email marketer, a web designer, a fractional CMO, et cetera. Uh, We're about 200 people, run marketing for about 600 brands currently. Wow. That's a lot of brands. So yeah. how did you get started and, and get to, what was your starting point A to get to 600 clients? So starting, like started the starting point for the company? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It started with, I built and sold a couple e-com companies and didn't want to just burn through savings. So I started looking at consulting just to pay the bills and I lived pretty frugally. So I needed a you know, couple consulting clients would do. I started advising and consulting for some different brands and worked with companies like Red Bull, Verizon, HP, as well as some startups, frankly, while I was figuring out what it was I wanted to do next. And I had met those companies because I'd built a couple brands in LA and just had networked and met people and knew people. And so when it came time for me to, I just frankly put out there like, hey, yeah, I'm willing to advise or consult. I did this successfully and I can probably help you guys out. And I didn't really, it wasn't a hard sell. It was just like, I'm totally open to it. I wasn't trying to push it and signed up a few clients right away. Cause they're like, yeah, you have a lot of knowledge we could probably benefit from, and this could go somewhere. So picked up a few consulting clients and then realized, well, there's something maybe here. Started trying to help them hire agencies and hire in-house teams to do the things I was advising on. and just ran into the same challenge over and over again, which is really, really hard to get access to great marketing. Like most good agents, most agencies are terrible and have no idea what they're doing. The few that are good are really expensive, want long contracts, high minimums, et cetera, just hard to work with. And hiring in-house, like finding really good talent that'll come work for your company directly for in a cost-effective way is very difficult. So decided after a few months of doing that, that I would set out to try to fix that. And that's how we started. So that's pretty amazing. And all that is so true. It's so hard. I think people actually hesitate hiring somebody because of all of the things that you mentioned. What are some of the things that um, you have learned along the way that um, as far as a company that may not have hired somebody yet, why should they hire and what difference would it make in their business if they go ahead and take that leap? Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's a balance. So when it comes to agency versus in-house, I think people, people are odd in the sense that they feel like they have to make these like very, firm decisions and things like that, where it's, you know, we're going to do our marketing in-house or we're going to do our marketing with an agency. The answer is you should do both. Uh, The answer is there's benefits to serving certain people in-house and there's benefits to having people on the agency side. Your advertising and media buying should be an agency generally. It's very rare that it makes sense to do it yourself because the access, 
Facebook, Google, a lot of these platforms give way more preferential treatment to agencies than they do to in-house unless you're spending tens and ten, I'd say hundreds of millions of dollars a year on marketing on their platforms. They're not going to care who you are. What so, size businesses do you work with? Oh, from tiny startups out of people's spare bedroom to Fortune 100s, the whole range. So if the you're whole- a startup, when do you hire you? Yeah. So if you're funded, you can hire someone right away and you hire anyone. I would say you can do, if you have funding, you can go quick. If you don't, I generally say you got to be ready to spend about 10 grand a month in marketing before you hire anyone. So as a founder, get to the point where you can spend that. That's all in. So I would say it's probably getting your business to around 20 grand a month in revenue. You Mm -hmm. need to be able to do as a scrappy founder yourself. It's really hard because that'll force you to figure out your funnel, figure out your product, do all the things you need to do so that when you hire people, you actually get a lever on them. If not, you're basically hiring people hoping that they can figure out something you couldn't. That's really risky when it comes to marketing. And that happens a lot. Happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we we don't generally take on those clients. We'll, we'll say not because we're too good for it, but because it's not in their best interest. Like you, you need to be at a point where you can spend that. So do you have family or people that you have to, when you built this, were you managing a lot of people within your life while you were building this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Funny enough, I met my wife a month after I started. Uh, So when we dated for, well, we got engaged after three and a half years, married after five. So we've been married two years. We've been doing this for seven. But so I'd say the opposite. I'd say, you know, I had a woman I loved in my life the whole way through. So I wasn't like that was very understanding of what I was doing. So I actually, that was more stable than instable, meaning it didn't, it was, it always took balance and making sure that I gave her time too. But it, she also gave me a lot of freedom to really focus on my business. I wasn't single. I wasn't trying to meet someone. I got to really, really focus because she was there to support too. That is fantastic. It's hard to find a really good support system like that um, when you're building a business and you need it because it yep. just can be a very lonely place as you're building those platforms. Yep. I agree. And she's a very ambitious woman in and of herself. So she understands the hard work thing. <laughs> it does take hard work. So tell me a little bit about how do people sign up with a service like yours? Um, what does it take to know that you guys are compatible and that you're going to be able to provide the services and the ROI that they're expecting. Yeah. So I like to think that there isn't a service like ours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We, we make it really easy. You can sign up for a free consultation on our site where we'll have our director of growth will go in and identify what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, where your opportunities are, what we can help with. And then we put together a plan. And again, it's all a la carte. It's all month to month. So we try to make it really seamless and easy. And some of the questions we're going to ask is like, what are your budget constraints? What can you afford to spend on marketing? Those kind of things. So we can actually build a plan that makes sense for you. And then it's up to you whether you want us to do it or you want to go run with what we recommend yourself. Like that's, we're open to that, but we know that we're also pretty cost effective. So it generally makes sense to hire us if you're missing certain pieces. How many employees do you have on board now that you um, have 600 clients that you're working with? About 200. Wow. So how many employees does it take per a client? I know it probably varies because of the size of the client, possibly. Yeah, it's, it can be one. It, remember, it's fractional. So like one Facebook marketer could be managing six companies, as an example. Right. But, uh, but there's companies that hire us for one thing. There's companies that hire us for 10 things and have 10 different people working on it. It just depends. 
So I'm looking at your services and you have affiliate services, Amazon services, branding, content and social, lifecycle marketing, media buying, paid search, paid social, photo and video strategy, web design. It's a lot. <laughs> what is your most popular service that people sign up for? Yeah, very common question. And honestly, one of the fallacies in marketing, which is like, it's about like one specific, like just doing Facebook, et cetera, like, you know, I'm are most popular is probably between Facebook and Google. But honestly, when I say most popular, it's probably by a slim margin compared to five other things because the whole mix is necessary. So our business is about 40% advertising, 20% uh, lifecycle marketing, meaning email, chatbots, SMS, about 20% marketing strategy, fractional CMO work, strategy work, and about 10% branding and content and production work. Mm-hmm. So that right? Did I do that? Matt? Oh, no, it's about 20%. Sorry, branding and content work. It's like, yeah, 40, 20, 20, 20, basically, is how it plays out. And the reason I think advertising is more is that is the part that gets more expensive because it scales. That's the part of marketing that is the most expensive part and the part that takes the most focus. Not necessarily, and it's important, it's, but it all fits together. So from a workload standpoint, it's pretty even. How long does it take when someone hires you um, and you guys go through their program and figure out who they are and what they're about and all that before you usually see they they see a return on their investment with getting yeah. something back? I'd say three to six months. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and, and if they're brand new, could be up to a year. Like people, it, it, a lot of people forget that it's not just about an, you know, a machine that you put a dollar in and get $4 out. Like you're building a brand. And when you're early, sometimes you nail it right out the gate. Um, I just I interviewed on my podcast today, uh, the founder of Coopery, and their first year was a million bucks. They crushed wow, it. Wow, get out of here. Yeah, she, and her story is incredible, but that was her first year. That happens. But banking on that is crazy. Like that's, that is an anomaly. Right, right. And so many people are going after that. Right. Well, and going after it's fine. Be ambitious, go for it. But when it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, be ready for that. Like be prepared for it, not to just be a rocket ship day one. Yeah. And then you have to continue to be consistent. And like you said, it could be six months, it could be a year, but then once you get past those, those milestones, things begin to happen, right? Yep, exactly. How do you work with them in creating those goals to help them move? Um, whenever you're in a three to six month period and a lot's not happening and they're getting frustrated, how do you guide them and coach them to keep moving forward? So you just named the most difficult part of our job. (laughs) (laughs) Communicating. Like, honestly, we, we really try to find clients that understand we're on the same team and that we want their success too. like inherently emotionally, like we want their success. Success. That's what's exciting about what we do. And so we try to be open. We give them full access to everything we're doing. We're very transparent and we try to stay. Here's what to expect. And listen, sometimes it doesn't work. And here's how we're going to pivot and how we're going to adapt. And that's that is part of the job and part of how we train our people and consistently a moving target in terms of being better at that. Um, so you mentioned bots, which are a really big thing. And people either they're going to tell you they love them or they're going to tell you that they hate them. Um, and uh, my husband happens to be very fascinated with them, and he gets a big kick out of chatting with them to see what he can get them to do. <laughs> he likes he's a data person. He likes to try to manipulate them and see. Yeah. Um, so could you share a little bit of um, why someone would want to use chatbots and how they have helped businesses? Yeah. So with chatbots, it's it, you can get to your answer a little quicker if you build it right. So a lot of times 
a lot of times companies are dealing with the same 10 questions over and over again from all their customers. And to have someone manually do that is not cost effective. To put it up on an FAQ, no one's ever going to find it. So you put a little chat window in the corner and literally we see it on the back end. Like, I, I hate to say it, but people are pretty consistent. Like there's not many questions that are new. So pretty predictable, right? Yeah. And it's the same, you know, like, you know, and it's the same sort like you said about like, what's your number one uh, service? I get asked that probably every other day. Like, what's your number one service? And we don't have one is the real answer, but it's like a very common question. So in that kind of nuance, like I could maybe create a chat bot. So when someone says, what's your number one service? It's like, actually, that gives all explanation because it, it just makes that easier. So from a like consumer brand, where you're dealing with thousands and tens of thousands of customers or hundreds or millions of customers, you it's hard to have someone manually do that when you could just automate it. And that's where chat bots come in. So do you guys like create videos for clients or do they have to create the videos? What, how does that work as far as creating um, content? We're collaborative. So if they can do it, they're welcome to, if they need us to do it, we have a full production team. So it's, again, it's that a la carte model where it's like, we're going to plug in where we're needed and not take stuff that isn't needed. So sometimes we go into a brand where like one of their superpowers is that they create great content. Why would we take that off their plate? They're great at it. Yeah, so do it. But if they haven't done a good job, we'll jump in and do that. I mean, I shouldn't say just having a good job, also don't have the bandwidth, the talent, et cetera. We can jump in and take that over. Do you find that companies um, resist that because they're afraid they're going to lose a part of their business or lose a control a little bit? Or maybe once they see the content, they go, oh my God, I could never create that. <laughs> no, we, I mean, once in a while, but it's the wrong customer. If someone's worried about hiring an agency because they're going to lose control, they're a control freak and they need to like <laughs> they're not going to go anywhere right <laughs> right because so, that's the same thing it's hiring us is like hiring an employee like it's the same kind of relationship you have direct contact with the people you're working with they're doing what you're telling them to do they're bringing their expertise but you're still the boss like it's a very similar feeling um and so the idea of uh they're gonna like lose some control it doesn't we they own everything we do so there's no control side that's lost we're not going to do anything without their permission so so what is the biggest um, struggle that whenever you're working with the, a company and trying to get them to where they want to go, where you want them to go, and it's, you know, nothing's happening. It's that spot where you say it's the hardest part. What is the one thing that you could think of that companies struggle with in that area that you could say, hey, you need to know this going in and it will make your process so much easier? Two things. Again, great line from the Poopery founder. Uh, you need to have a great product, not a good product. No one talks about good products. No one calls you and goes, these shoes are pretty good. Right. Or this, that rest is pretty good. You got to go. Again, I'm not going. But hey, this is great. This was so great. Like it needs to be great. So like we really, uh, that is the biggest piece of advice is like what makes marketing work? Great products and services. Because then everything you do, you get a multiple on it because everybody that buys your stuff goes and tells someone else. And word of mouth is the biggest driver of business. So that's, Definitely number one. And number two is knowing that nothing happens perfectly. Like if you expect things to go off without a hitch, like then when it doesn't, which is more than often the case, you're going to freak out when you know that it's a constant moving target and it's, it's never going to be perfect. Then you're ready for that. And you understand the idea of pivoting and changing and adapting and trying. And that's where we see most success. Because yeah, I can see where poopery, oh my gosh, when their commercials came out, they were just killing it with those commercials. But if they had a crappy product, those commercials would absolutely mean nothing because people would be commenting about how crappy their crappy <laughs> their product is. <laughs> um, and that would shut down the commercials, even yep. though they were amazing. 
that, that's a really great point. Okay. Well, where can people get in touch with you and how can they contact you? Yeah. So any social platform at or slash Eric Huberman. Super easy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all the value that you've added to our listeners and uh, stay tuned to the next episode. Thank you. Rush Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit rushyeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to rushyager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.